What's up, y'all, and welcome to What the Fuck If. This is a Carefree Black Nerd review over the Disney and Marvel series What If. I'm your host, Rain Coleman, and you can find me online on Twitter and TikTok at Carefree Blurred, on IG and YouTube at Carefree Black Nerd. Man, we're going to dive right into it. So what if season two premiered just today or yesterday at the time of this recording? And it, I'll say that I was excited. No, no, I was hopeful for what was going to come. Um, I did not finish season one. I think I got to the last two episodes and kind of abandoned it just because I wasn't really feeling it. Not that it was bad. I was just like, eh, I'll eventually get back to this. Well, when the trailer for season two dropped and it was very much like holiday infused, that it, it looked like I was, I was, I was for it. I said, okay, let's see what this is hidden for. Logged on to that plus account. Press play on season two, episode one. What if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? My fucking goodness. This was made for me. So in this episode, Nebula is recruited to join the Nova Corps. She sets out to prove her detective skills. And that the fuck she did. So in this episode, uh, Nebula was found floating in space um, after the accuser like... What's his name? Jordan the Accuser. Montel Jordan the Accuser. So he went and destroyed their home and this and that. Side note, I am not a Guardians stan. I've seen the first film and I have not watched any others specifically for the Guardians. So there's probably some stuff that went on in this episode that like went above my head or my pay grade. So charges in my head, not my heart. I will say this episode makes me want to go back and watch any and everything Guardians now. So she gets picked up uh, by uh, Nova Prime, who's like the, the captain of all the Nova shit. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to take a chance on you. And then we open up with the murder of uh, Yandu. Uh, blue boy with the arrow that he be whistling at. So this dude did. She show up on the scene. The rest of the Nova Corps pop up. And they're like, yeah, get your ass out of here. You was part of the Black Order, bitch. We ain't fucking with your ass. Uh, get your little puss ass on somewhere, you blue-skinned devil. And she like, I don't give a fuck. And I love that shit because I've seen Nebula on screen. I'm not unfamiliar with her. But the way that she just be like, I don't care. I'm going to do this. <laughs> Like they talking cash shit and she like, uh, all right. I took the same oath as you, motherfucker. And she was just so fucking cool with it. So uh Nebula does that. She um hides out in her uh police car and you know, let them go and do their thing and then she go back to the scene to cry and, and start to investigate. Now what I will say is I loved this episode, hands down, loved it all, start to finish. The setting, Xandar being this dark, noir, gritty, Gotham-esque type planet, perfect. I want to see more stories set in that specific space. Like, this this, this episode made me mad, but it also did its job because I'm like, why can't we get more of this? I'm now down for a Nebula detective series. Like, I want to see her solving crimes with her ragtag group of friends and that solemn, stern, quiet, monotone voice she got. <laughs> I'm for it. 
Now, Nebula as a detective is fucking phenomenal. Like, she's dope. And I like her because it, it really made me feel like that noir, crime drama, old school detective series. Like, think of Double Indemnity meets, I don't know, Sin City meets, I don't know, old school Batman animated series episodes. Like, it really felt good. They did a lot. They accomplished a lot where this could have very well been stretched out to be a movie. And it could very well be stretched out to be a series. And either one, I would still sign up to watch. So, kudos to Nebula there. Um, now, the ragtag group of fucking comic relief folks. I, Howard the Duck showed up. I am a fan of Howard the Duck from way back in the day in those Generation X days back in the early 90s. Seeing him running this casino and then having um, Groot. Groot was there and I didn't think Groot was there as a um, on, part of the ensemble cast. I assumed when we first saw him is when Nebula walked in through the uh, casino doors and he was gambling. And so I just thought it was like this, oh, not to, you know, what could have been. Because this is a what if show. So it's like a particular universe where this occurred. Um, but no, he was part of the cast. And we had Korg from uh, Thor, uh, Ta mm. Taika Watiti. Mm, I think I said that right. Um, and so he was on there. Then I forget the name of that slug thing that had those <sighs> knife arm things, but they were there. And that was perfect comic relief. Um, we got, and I need to look up who did the voice for Howard the Duck because that voice was so freaking familiar i'll have to look that up but all in all with them being this ragtag group of helpful misfits it worked oh my god i i said before and i think it would have been on my initial the marvels review where i was not seeing it from marvel for a long time and it isn't necessarily like there's we can have our arguments about what's good what's bad what's pandering what's woke was alt right and all that we can have those conversations sure but i think collectively just in general i was not feeling marvel and to be honest like a lot of comic book stuff in general but the marvels and i won't say the marvels alone but it was a big part of it really kick-started my interest again um, in a lot of this stuff and so going into this after seeing that and being kind of re-energized felt good and like seeing this weird group of misfits led by this woman the, albeit uh, android <laughs> an alien from outer space a cyborg without a face a heart or a mind <laughs> shout out to if you get that reference but seeing this weird mashed up group of folks really spoke to me and i say mainly because i am first and foremost a mutant x-men stan fan and the like and i say that because in the midst of reading comics and growing up on these properties there are certain things that speak to certain people and the mutant allegory and the stress and drama of being that has always spoke to me but they've always had human presenting people with like a mix of you know alternate looking folks who like even with nightcrawler though his he has fur on his on his body he still is humanoid it's enough versus someone like um not not blob what's 
what's the guy? I think it is Blob, where his whole body is really a silhouette of a human, but he just got his eyes sticking out his head or something. So I say that to say that having the mutants be my like go-to team, there are those awkward or weird or different looking ones, but for the most part, everybody is human. Watching this had me like, okay, I'm here for the sci-fi of it all. I'm here for the noir of it all. I'm here for the detective, the hijinks, and I'm here for everybody... Nobody being human. None of these folks is human. Nobody. Um, the the closest would probably be Howard the Duck, even over Nebula, as far as humanity, because Nebula is an android. She's a machine, whereas Howard is organic material, probably closest to a human. But that being neither here nor there, I enjoyed that group the chemistry was there the voice acting was stellar i'll say the art style in season one i did not like it at all but i think i've seen it enough that i'm now familiar with it and i'm fine with it and i'm not going to say if i like it or hate it because this i it's really neither here nor there i enjoyed i enjoyed it but there were some moments where i was like oh this feels a little odd but i will say regardless of how i felt about it before i do think this particular art style lends itself um visually as far as I can remember at being comic book style because you can have animation think of like Powerpuff Girls you look at that animation style and to me that doesn't that doesn't scream comic book um or like Duckman or Eon Flux feels a little bit more mag manga anime style like this particular style and i don't know if it's because the style truly feels comic bookish or if it's because of the association with marvel and what if that makes it feel that way but there so the ragtag group of folks was fun as hell then we got the actual story so nebula in order to like she she gets um yandu's arrow and this is after they took his body away and the arrow reveals the schematics for this big circular room and she's like what the hell is this she she get in the car she driving i don't know go do something she get a call from prime nova she's like hey girl you got a good job on the yandu case and she's like yeah such and such and prime minister or whatever was like hey yeah go to a secure channel the colors in this show are so good so she switches, she Nebula switches to the um, uh, secure channel and she's talking with the hologram of Prime, uh, Nova Prime. She's like, look, girl, let me tell you some shit. I brought you on this team because I trust your instincts and I trust them now. By any means necessary, I need you to figure out what the fuck going on. And she's like, all right, all right, sis, I got you, ho. You can work, you can count on me. I ain't no puss ass ho. I'll get this shit done for you, Miss Prime Minister. <laughs> no, Nebula's like, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> so she break into this prison well she don't break in she walks in that the robot who's checking her in like hey you do realize that you might get hurt in here do you relinquish all um your rights or blame for the facility she's like yeah i give them up <laughs> go in and meet yon rog with his ugly ass and she like um point a gun at him he jumped back she shoot a hole in the wall uh, I'm sorry, no, in a in a window, and she's like, "Hey, come with me if you want to live." No, she was that. But they break out, get ambushed by all these androids. She open up the prison walls. This whole riot melee happens, and they whooping on the androids. They get away, 
and go to, and I don't know where this is. Uh, I'm going to assume it's like some city technical core space where the the schematics for that particular item is housed, but I don't know what, what it's called. So they go in. She is like, let me go disable the core thing. Because let me walk this back. The core thing itself is holding a shield over the entirety of uh, Xander the planet so that uh, Montel Jordan, the accuser, won't be able to kill them or take over, invade or whatnot. So she goes in. She's like, if I can override, if I could take the, the code, override it and shut it down, the shield won't go down. And so who's ever trying to. Um, open the shield so that Montel Jordan, the accuser, can whoop our ass. He, they won't be able to do it. She do all this. Motherfucking Yon Rog put a USB right in her fucking head. Now, I get this is like a cartoon animation, whatever. But I was like, how the fuck did he get that shit first shot right into her head? Like, the a USB port is not that big. It's like smaller than a fingernail. And you just jam that shit in her head, bruh. The animation was really good, especially in moments like this where red, blue, and some blacks and dark greens were really big um, colors in this episode. And the blue, of course, of um, Nebula's skin, metal, whatever that is, um, was highlighted really well. And one thing that I do enjoy, be it in comics, animation, or live action, is when someone uses their powers or something happens to them and you no longer see their pupils you only see the whites of their eyes that has always done it for me i.e me being a storm fan and that happened a few times in this episode and it was just like the cherry on top but she nebula gets her ass whooped motherfucking yon rog uh swims away because like the whole facility fills up with water and he gets away and she go and get out the back end and fall to plummet to what seemed to be her death then uh fucking prime minister walk up and she like yeah get this bitch <laughs> and then it's like you double cross me and she's like yeah bitch you, you gotta think big bitch. <laughs> no prime minister is like hey man look Xander is on the brink of war. Shit is going downhill, which they, I think they accurately did a good job at like portraying that, not just saying, oh, Xander is in disarray. Like when you see the beginning of this episode and you see Xander is not this beautiful utopia, but it's a very stark difference between Xandar right before the shields go up and Xandar after. Like it's very much gloomy, dark Gotham feeling. And so Prime Nova, like, hey girl, you know, Martel Jordan, the accuser, you got Sometimes you got to defeat, admit defeat. Let him come in, wipe this shit up. He promised me that I could stay in charge. And I was thinking, like, I really wish at that moment it was more episodes to this. Cause, like, how what do you think is gonna happen when this motherfucker get in here? Oh, he promised to let me stay in charge of what, bitch? You just, you just lied and stole from your own people, and this motherfucker supposed to just hand over. And keep you in charge. Like, does that not look suspicious? Is that not weird? So, I don't know. I was like, man, I wish it was another episode where, like, this shit actually happened so we could see Montel Jordan, the accuser, double cross her stupid ass. So, she's talking about, um, yeah, he gonna keep me in charge and fuck you, hoe. And that's why I picked you because you, you a, a dirty bitch <laughs> or something. And she's like, um, Get rid of her so the rest of the Nova Corps come up. They start whooping her ass, which to me truly felt racially motivated. The way they was whipping her and kicking that motherfucker in the chest and the titties. I was like, God damn. I know she's not human, but like 
do you got a whoop on her ass like this? I was thinking like, just like saw her parts off or something. Like they was whooping her ass. They was jumping her like this was an anime show. And they was trying to, I don't know, get to episode 52 with just 13 episodes of ass whooping in between. And she fell off this like huge, like she, they were on the same roof of the place where they found her. But the fall had to be like, I say as tall as the Eiffel Tower. But what pissed me off, and this always happens, Prime Nova was like, get rid of her and melt down the parts. Now, to me, that didn't sound like an empty threat. That sounded like, yes, I want you to get rid of her and quite literally melt her metal body. It didn't sound like some fake empty threat. So when she fell and nobody went down there after her and it was like, oh, yeah, nobody could survive that fall. This is not a human. You dummy. This is not a human. This is a, she is the android. She is a machine. She does not need to breathe. She does not need to eat. She doesn't have the same restrictions as you. So why would you let her fall and not go down there and make sure the job was done? I was like, this is dumb. But at the same time, there is, you only have what, 26 minutes in this episode. And there's so much that has to get done. Sometimes it shows you just have to suspend belief. And I'm very critical of stuff like this. So I don't think that part pulls you out of the show. But I was definitely like, you motherfuckers are dumb. You dumb as hell. But it's also like, you're so competent as far as being a villain, but you're so incompetent at like seeing the bigger picture. So I, I wasn't too frustrated with it. Um, Homegirl Nebula slumped her way into uh, Howard the Ducks Casino. So I'm like, hey, I need some guns. I need you to fix my body. You know, you're going to lose your liquor license. And that was enough for him. They got her guns. They fixed her body. And she went out and they whooped ass and i like the confrontation scene where um nebula like really stood on i hate to say it but stood on business she was very much like hey i trusted you and you fucked me over and so at this point prime nova or nova prime whatever she is she put the usb cord in so that she could open up the shields well they start opening and you as an audience member like damn this shit almost done it was like 96 percent done and then it stopped and nebula's like look i knew you was triple crossing me and then they go back and do the whole reveal now some people may not like this but i love mysteries i love um red herrings i love um there's a show leverage for those of you not familiar it's a tbs fucking show with Aldous Hodge with his fine ass. It's this show where they just help people. It's like Robin Hood. They steal from the rich and they give back to the poor. And at the end, after the whole heist has happened, they do this reveal of like showing you the audience how they got it done. And that's kind of what happened here. And I know that isn't for everybody, but I I, I enjoyed it. And pretty much Nebula's like, look, bitch, you hired me to do a job. I took an oath. And it really was punctuated by the beginning and the end of the episode. At the beginning, Nebula had lost everything to Montel Jordan, the accuser. And she was floating in space. Again, she doesn't breathe and she doesn't eat. So she's quite literally just floating through space in nothingness. Like this is hell. This is afterlife for her. She's just there. And for Prime Nova to snatch her up, believe in her and give her a chance, and the end of this episode is like, bitch, you gave me a chance. And and I didn't take that for granted. And it kind of calls into question, as a quick aside, like Prime Nova, I'm wondering. Well, I guess I really don't have to wonder. So I was going to say, I'm wondering, when did she decide to double cross Nebula? But 
the way it's set up is she genuinely like gave Nebula a shot. And then the stuff happened with Montel Jordan, the accuser. And then she um, maybe made some deal with him. And she was like, well, how could I? Because she explained it. Prime Nova explained it like I needed to get a, a android or a cyborg to help with the plan or whatever. She's like, oh, and then I remember I had one on my team. And I was like, God damn, that's so dirty that you think you're getting a fair shake at life and you're doing what you need to do to make sure that you um, are doing right by this person to prove yourself so that you are not the sum of your past mistakes, that you show that you can stand for something. And it maybe shouldn't have hit me that deep, but I was just like, man, this she was trying. And I think after seeing Nebula in the live action main MCU movies and the, the fucked up hand that she got in life from her bitch ass daddy. It's like, man, she was really trying. This woman was trying to, she was trying, she was just trying to do a good fucking thing. She was just trying to take care of herself and do right. And you motherfuckers didn't triple cross this man. So I felt for her. So um, when they do the little remodel of her body, she gets um, Yandu's mohawk and puts that on. She has on his jacket. She got his little arrow. And honestly, I'm not mad at that design. I would like to see that live action. If we get Nebula again anytime in the future, I want that look. Like, give us that one. Um, I think what if starting off really strong and I've enjoyed it. Um, what I think is so good about this series is that you can try out different kind of like the comics that was what the comics were it is a one shot what if play with continuity and do what you want and see what sticks and when something does stick and people enjoy it you can just fold that into continuity or make it its own thing and i would definitely love to see a nebula and crew xandar um detective noir show or series even if it's like a limited series with like maybe five episodes like give me that and i just i like it and i like it because i believe nebula embodies a lot of what you see when you see male characters on screen i don't think a lot of what she did was what you would think of with traditionally woman characters woman parts and she did so really well and i think she really inhabited that um solemn very smart, um, not unassuming, very smart, solemn, kind of one note detective hero character. And when I say one note, it isn't a dig at her. It's more or less like when you think of those old school movies where it's like, yeah, see, and I came in and I found the, the girl on the train track. See, like those old school Dick Tracy era uh, uh, stories. She felt like that to me. And I think... I, I can't think of, and if you can, let me know, but I can't think of any woman detectives or woman parts uh, roles that lended itself to that. Um, and then with her being an android, yeah, comics easily sexualize everything, but I don't feel like Nebula was, like they didn't give her two big ass double D titty breastplates. Like she was just a fucking a character. So I really, I really like that. So kudos to her. Uh, Karen Gillan and everybody involved. 
What if season two, episode one, what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps was really, really good. It was a good heartfelt ending and it's done its job because I want to exist in this world a little bit more. So shout out, shout out to you motherfuckers who did what the fuck you had to do. Uh, that being said, man, what do y'all think? Were you excited about this season? Do you not give a damn? Did you watch this episode? If so, hit me up online, Twitter, Carefree Blurred, TikTok, Carefree Blurred. IG Carefree Black Nerd, YouTube Carefree Black Nerd, come and get your <laughs> So let me know. Let me know what your thoughts are. And is Nebula a character that you even cared about? Like, did this episode kind of put her on your radar? Or are you a Guardian stand? And you're like, yeah, I knew about her. You late, motherfucker. Catch up. <laughs> but either way, let me know. Use that hashtag CBMPod. And until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. And if you find yourself being given a second chance to do what's right and clear your name and do better about yourself, don't let no motherfucker stop you from doing the right thing. Don't let no motherfucker knock you off your path. Don't let no motherfucker in a trench coat and a blonde badass curly wig wishing she was a pinup star could sit her ass down somewhere. Don't let them knock you. Don't let them take your joy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright y'all, so I'll see you back here for episode 2 Stay blessed, stay loved And follow the light And light always, whatever the fuck they said Alright y'all